You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? We are one day closer to the start of the Penn State football season, and by the end of this podcast, we may even be one day closer than we originally thought. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin McGuire, host here of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast and the contributor to AthlonSports.com. Today is Tuesday, September 29th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. We're going to have a Twitter mailbag segment at the end of the show where I answer some of your questions with as much of an informed opinion as I possibly can offer. And we're also going to take a look at our best case scenario for your Penn State Nittany Lions this fall. And not to spoil anything, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what exactly the best case scenario for Penn State's going to be, but we're going to have some fun talking about that as well. And I'm also going to tell you why we may actually be one day closer to Penn State football than we originally anticipated. But before we get started, make sure you are subscribed and whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to this episode right now, go ahead and subscribe in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, whatever you're using to listen to podcasts these days, make sure you're subscribed. And then after the episode, go back and leave a rating and a review. That'll really help us out moving forward. And we just genuinely appreciate and want to hear your feedback. You can also reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNittany. So with all that out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and get started. At this point in time, we know one thing is for certain, and that is that Penn State's 2020 college football season is scheduled to begin the weekend of October 24th. That's right. We're less than a month away. It's preseason mode. We are gearing up for the start of a brand new season. We've waited a long time for it. I'm looking forward to it. I know you are as well. Well, it turns out we may potentially be one day closer to the start of the season than originally expected. Like I said, the Big Ten season and Penn State season is scheduled to begin the weekend of October 24th with all conference play with an eight-game schedule and nine games if you include the Big Ten championship weekend where you're going to have division versus division basically from top to bottom. So All the games right now are scheduled for Saturday, October 24th in the Big Ten. But the door is open for at least one of those games to be moved to the Friday night, which is October 23rd. And the Big Ten originally did announce that the games were going to be scheduled for the 24th, but they also left the door open for the 23rd as well. I think they actually mentioned the 23rd or the 24th. As of right now, and at least according to the always reliable schedule resource of epischedules.com, I love this website. It's bookmarked. I check it about three times a day, I think, as I'm doing some college football coverage. Highly recommend it. It's got great information for any schedule information you could possibly be asking for. But as of now, and according to epischedules.com, all the games in the Big Ten on that weekend of October 24th are still tentatively scheduled for Saturday, October 24th. And as of now, there's only one game that has a specific kickoff time locked in, and that is the Nebraska game at Ohio State, which is going to be the big noon kickoff on Fox to kick off the Big Ten programming on Fox. I'm sure Fox is itching to get to some Big Ten football as their their schedule so far has been kind of up and down. Obviously, they have the Big 12 to look forward to, but uh, I think that Fox is really looking forward to getting some Ohio State Penn State, Michigan into television households uh, moving forward throughout the rest of the fall. So right now, the Ohio State-Nebraska game, that's the only game that's locked in with a specific kickoff time. And I imagine we're going to be getting pretty close to finding out exactly when the rest of the games are going to be kicking off. One of the options for a Friday night game would appear to be Indiana 
uh, the Indiana home game against Penn State. And Indiana head coach Tom Allen was asked about this on Monday, and he said he wasn't sure what was going to be happening with the kickoff time for the Indiana's home opener and season opener against the Nittany Lions. He was asked if it was going to be moved to Friday, and he, he didn't know. And I didn't expect him to know just yet. I do think that uh, that's a decision that's probably ongoing in discussions and could very well potentially be confirmed at some point in time. But as of right now, there is no confirmed moving of that game from Saturday the 24th to Friday the 23rd. But if you look at the rest of the Big Ten schedule that opening weekend for the Big Ten, the Indiana game does appear to be the most likely game that would be moved to a Friday night. And there are lots of good reasons for that. First of all, we know that there are going to be no fans in the stands. So playing a game on Friday isn't as logistical of a nightmare uh, for any team in the Big Ten as it has in the past. When the Big Ten a couple years ago decided to start playing some games on Fridays, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, these were all schools that said that they were absolutely not going to be playing home games on Friday. Now, they have played games on the road on Friday, including Penn State. So it's not unprecedented for Penn State to be playing a Big Ten game on a Friday. And it's actually something they've done years ago, (laughs) once or twice, I believe, uh, since they joined the Big Ten. So uh, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that a Penn State game could be moved to a Friday. And uh, obviously, I think there's... You know, in this particular season, it's not an impossibility that a Penn State home game could be moved to a Friday. Again, you don't have 110,000 fans you have to worry about get cramming into the stadium and filling up the parking lots and all the roads in the state of Pennsylvania getting into Happy Valley on game day. So uh, logistically, it's not nearly as difficult to pull off as it has in the past in normal circumstances. So just keep that in mind as we move forward with putting together the schedule with confirmed kickoff times. It would not be totally shocking to see Penn State hosting a game on a Friday. But as far as the season opener is concerned, I still think that the Indiana-Penn State game would have a pretty good chance to be a Friday game. The other options on that opening weekend, again, we know that Nebraska and Ohio State are locked into that Saturday noon kickoff. But you've got Illinois-Wisconsin, maybe that could be a possibility. Iowa at Purdue, always a possibility with Purdue. Maryland at Northwestern, maybe. Uh, Rutgers at Michigan State and Michigan at Minnesota. Now, the reason I think that the game against Penn State might be a more attractive option is because Penn State's coming into the season with some high expectations. Obviously, we know all the attention that's been placed on Ohio State, but you look at those preseason rankings that we discussed so many times in the offseason, Penn State is highly regarded. And getting a chance to put Penn State on a national televised game in a more exclusive time slot on a Friday night, that might make some sense for one of these television partners, whoever would be carrying that Friday night game, uh, to be able to generate some revenue and uh, generate some audience uh, on a Friday night. I think that that would be a pretty interesting matchup because Penn State does typically uh, give ratings a boost in some situations. And I think that would be a good situation to, to consider, I think, as the Big Ten begins to move forward and get prepared for the start of the season. So, again, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with that opening game as far as the kickoff is concerned. But if it's moved to Friday night, I don't think you should be shocked one bit. I think it's a very good possibility that that's going to be a realistic scenario here for Penn State and Indiana. Obviously, uh, we'll wait to find out exactly what the word's going to be. I don't know when the official kickoff times will be released, but when they are, you know we're going to talk about it right here on the podcast.
We're still feeling a hunger for the return of Big Ten and Penn State football, and the best way to satisfy that hunger right now is with Built Bar. These are protein bars that taste just like a chocolate bar, and they're even more delicious than they've ever been before because they've got six brand new flavors on top of their already 12 existing original flavors, and guess what? They may have some new flavors on the way very soon. I know they've been teasing it on social media. I can't wait to find out exactly what they've had in store. But some of the new flavors they have are include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. I mean, you know that that is the perfect flavor for the fall season but let me tell you about that cookies and cream because they've got 17 grams protein 130 calories 4 grams sugar 4 grams net carbs these things are perfect for anybody who's looking to lose or maintain weight you can fit it into any kind of diet or lifestyle i know they're perfect mid-morning snack for me gets me over to that lunch break as i go through and work some really long days at the day job and i gotta say the built bar has been one of the most awesome protein bar finds I have ever seen. It is the perfect protein bar for me, and hopefully it will be for you as well. If you want to check them out for yourself, I highly advise you to do that. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. And while supplies last, they'll even throw in a free cooler with your purchase. So a free cooler, $10 off, how can you go wrong? One more time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. We're starting to get into the fall season, and you know winter is just around the corner after that. I'm not trying to rush you, but now's a perfect time to make sure that your car and your truck is ready for the elements that are about to come. The best way to do that is to go to rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto customers online for 20 years, and they know what it takes to make sure that your transaction and your experience is going to be something that's pleasant, easy to navigate, and it's going to make you feel confident in your purchase. All you got to do is go to RockAuto.com, you enter the make and model of your car or your truck, and it brings you up the entire catalog of everything they have available for you and your vehicle, and they're going to give you the best prices they possibly can. It doesn't matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer, somebody who knows nothing about cars, or if you're a professional you're going to get the same prices guaranteed and they are also going to offer that contact list of delivery which is all the rage these days so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com You've been hearing me for a long time talk about how high the expectations should be for Penn State this coming season. And now I'm going to give you the best case scenario I see out there for Penn State to go and grab. Before I get into the best case scenarios, I want to put out a couple of disclaimers real quick. Obviously, and we'll get into this, but obviously the best scenario is that Penn State goes undefeated. We get that, right? And I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about that. But I also want to throw out the fact that as far as this best case scenario discussion is concerned, I'm going to automatically rule off the table that Micah Parsons opts back in to Penn State. Obviously, I think it would be the best case scenario that Micah Parsons, one of the best defensive players in the country, decides to opt back in and he's cleared to return to Penn State for the season for whatever games he ends up playing. I'm going to just say right now, I don't think Micah Parsons is going to be coming back. So I'm not going to throw that into the consideration here as I go through the best case scenario. Obviously, if he did, that would be an even better case scenario. But for all purposes of this discussion, I'm just going to assume that Micah Parsons is not coming back. So we'll move on from that. We'll put that off to the side and we can worry about that another time if we need to. 
And I'm also going to throw out the uh, the disclaimer that uh, the best case scenario for Penn State is not that any other team out there decides to cancel any games, cancel any part of their season. Let's just assume that all games from this point forward will be played without interference. Let's not wish anything on anybody out there as they go through the most bizarre season that I've ever seen. So for right now, every game is going to be played. Ohio State will play every game. Michigan will play every game. Penn State will play every game. Let's put that out there right now. Obviously, let's deal with the schedules as they are currently sitting, and let's get into this. Because like I said, the best case scenario for Penn State is clearly to go undefeated in the Big Ten. And obviously, that would be the case for every team out there, but I think it is a very realistic expectation that this would be the best case scenario, and it's entirely possible for Penn State. Yes, Ohio State is still the team to beat, but guess what? Penn State can beat Ohio State, right? Uh, Obviously, Ohio State has had Penn State's number more often than not, but Penn State is going to get Ohio State in week two. And assuming that Penn State is ready to take care of business in their opener against Indiana on October 24th or October 23rd, let me get back to that point in just a second. Yeah, as long as Penn State takes care of their business and they're able to get a win against Ohio State, as I've said before, if you beat Ohio State, it's going to be playoff or bust. Not just Big Ten championship, but playoff or bust. Because that's the kind of boost that would give Penn State uh, what it needs to get into the playoff discussion. That gets over the biggest hurdle that likely is going to be out there for Penn State to clear this season. But let me backtrack and let me go back to Indiana game that we were just talking about in the previous segment. What if that game is moved to Friday? Okay, now you get an extra day to prepare for the Ohio State game at home. Now, I don't want to get too carried away. Obviously, I think that getting any extra time to prepare for the best team in the Big Ten is always going to be a benefit. But I think if you're playing on the road to start the season and you're going to be doing so on a Friday night, Then you're able to come home on Saturday, relax, regroup a little bit, and get a little bit of a head start. You can actually watch the Ohio State game and see what they're doing on the field against Nebraska. And maybe you use that extra game film, uh, get a little head start on preparing for the Ohio State game. So, yeah, let's throw that into the discussion as well. Let's say the best case scenario is that Indiana home opener or road opener for Penn State is moved to that Friday night. And now you're playing your season opener on a Friday night. Then you're coming home. Friday, late Friday night, early Saturday morning, and you've got all weekend to rest up, prepare, and get a head start on preparing for the biggest game of the season. And then you go out and win that game against Ohio State. Then what is stopping Penn State from running the table all the way to the Big Ten championship game at the end of the season? Penn State's schedule after Ohio State has some favorable matchups. They're going to be home against Maryland. That should be a win. They'll go on the road against Nebraska. And I've said that that could be a tricky spot. But let's say that Penn State takes care of business on the road against Nebraska team, which is going to be playing a very brutal start of the season. But you avoid the road slip up at Nebraska, which I still think is a caution. Then after that, you get Iowa at home. Then you're back on the road at Michigan. And this is a place that has caused Penn State a lot of fits in recent years. Certainly since they've joined the Big Ten, uh, there's been a long history of pain and misfortune in Ann Arbor. I call it the house of horrors for Penn State for a reason. But let's say you get that big win at Michigan. Let's say Michigan's actually off to a pretty good start themselves. That's a really good quality win as long as Michigan is winning some of their games. They're going to play Minnesota. They're going to play Wisconsin. If Michigan wins against Minnesota and Wisconsin, that only makes a win at Michigan more impressive 
for Penn State at a time when the college football playoff picture is starting to come together as we get closer to the end of the regular season for all of the conferences that are out there. So Penn State gets the win against Ohio State. They avoid the slip up at Nebraska. They get a big win against a very highly ranked Michigan team. I, I don't know how highly ranked we want to go with that idea, but let's say they get all those wins. After that, at Rutgers, should be a win. Michigan State at home, should be a win. Then you're in the Big Ten Championship game with an 8-0 record. And then who are you going to face? You're going to probably face Wisconsin or Minnesota. And I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know if it would matter at that point because if Penn State goes into the Big Ten Championship game with an 8-0 record, what they got to do is win, and they're going to be in the college football playoff. And at that point, an 8-0 Penn State going into the Big Ten Championship game was probably already in pretty decent territory. Now, the idea of a one-loss Ohio State that has surged after their win or their loss at Penn State in this scenario could be a little bit of a problem. But again, head-to-head victory should matter, right? And I think in this case, it probably would benefit Penn State in more cases than not. So I think that Penn State would be in a very good position going into the Big Ten Championship game with a 8-0 record. I don't think there's any way they could be left out of the playoff. And the reason I say that is, Oklahoma has already lost a game this year, and that's probably the team that's going to win the Big 12. Uh, Clemson out of the ACC, probably still a safe bet. Uh, Your SEC champion, whether it's Alabama or Florida, very safe bet to be involved in the playoff. But we don't know how the Pac-12 is going to fit into this whole thing, whether or not they're going to be in the college football playoff or not. So I don't know how much we even need to worry about that. But you know, again, if you've got a, a one-loss Big 12 champion and uh, maybe even a two-loss Big 12 champion, it's still a possibility. I'm not so sure that that's going to be a team that would finish ahead of Penn State in this scenario. Uh, and who's to say that Clemson might not slip up somewhere? You know, Miami Miami has looked pretty good. Notre Dame could still uh, trip up Clemson in South Bend. It's not impossible to think that those things could happen. And then all of a sudden, maybe the doors open a little bit wider. Uh, I don't think that um, an SEC champion is going to be left out of a playoff in this scenario. And in fact, this year could have two SEC teams in the college football playoff the way things have been looking very early on with a very small sample size to go on. But I think it's looking pretty good. So if Penn State gets that Ohio State win, that is really the catalyst for what could be a very monumental season at Penn State. Obviously, going on the road is going to be the biggest challenge, I think, outside of Ohio State. The games against Nebraska and Michigan on the road are the two games that I'm most concerned about outside of the Ohio State game. So those three games go Penn State's way. They're in for a run to the college football playoff, hands down. We're going to close out this episode by answering some of your questions on our Twitter Tuesday mailbag segment. And this is going to be something that becomes a regular feature, especially once we get back to doing five episodes a week, Monday through Friday. Tuesdays are going to be our Twitter Tuesdays. So make sure you get in your questions anytime on Monday. You can even get them in over the weekend. Uh, This is the segment where I'm going to attempt to answer some of your questions to the best of my ability. And this doesn't have to be just about Penn State. I'm going to open up the door a little bit. We're going to have some fun with this. If you want to ask Big Ten questions, college football in general questions, I am here to answer your questions that you have in mind. And if you want to be silly with it, you want to talk about some pop culture, some classic video games, I am all for it, and I will answer any question that comes my way. I will even answer the question of whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich, but I am not going to answer that question 
until one of you guys asks it. So there you have it. All you got to do to participate in this is send us a question on Twitter by using our username Locked On Nittany. We'll also open up the forum on our Facebook page uh, moving forward. But for right now, it's just going to be a Twitter Tuesday. So we have four questions, all from the same person who really helped me out today, Joe Broback on Twitter. He asked first. How does Clifford do under Shiraka? And this is going to be the big mystery and I think the big question for the season because I really like this offensive coordinator. I think he did some tremendous work at Minnesota with Tanner Morgan. And if he can do half of that with Sean Clifford this year, I think Penn State is in for a really good year. Now, I still think that it's going to be very important for Sean Clifford to find some chemistry with his wide receivers. And until he does, I really don't know how far this offense is really going to go, regardless of who the offensive coordinator is. But I do have faith that he's going to help Sean Clifford develop a little bit. I think this is going to be a really good year for Sean Clifford. Uh, I think it's very important that in the biggest games that Penn State and Sean Clifford will play, that Clifford avoids getting a little too amped up. And I think that was one of the things that seemed to be a problem last season. I think, you know, specifically the Minnesota game, obviously, ironically, where Shiraku came from. I, I think there were times when maybe Sean Clifford was a little too pumped up and really got himself a little too amped for the game. And maybe the adrenaline rush was a little too much. Maybe it made him a little bit more erratic. So calm him down a little bit in those bigger situations. And I think he's going to be just fine. I think uh, Sean Clifford has a lot to work with around him. Uh, I just feel like he just needs to find his wide receivers who that are going to step up. That's the biggest question. But I really like the offensive coordinator higher. I really like what Sean Clifford could potentially do this season. I think we're going to see more good than bad from Sean Clifford. And we didn't see a whole lot of bad last year. I just think there was some consistency issues at times. And I think that that really showed up in some of the bigger spots along the way. So I think this is going to be a good year for Sean Clifford. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Second question from Joe says, how high is Journey Brown's ceiling? I think it's pretty good. I think he's a really good, solid, sturdy running back. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be considered one of the top running backs in the country, but I think he's going to be a bruiser and he's going to be very difficult for a lot of Big Ten defenders to bring down. We saw a little bit of a, that last year where he emerged as Big Ten, or I'm sorry, Penn State's leading uh, rusher throughout the season. I think we're going to see more of that this year. I think he's going to be much more of the, the regular back, but I do think that Noah Kane, if he's healthy, is going to bite into the distribution just a little bit more. And I think that that's ideally where Penn State wants to be. I think they want to have uh, Journey Brown and Noah Kane both contributing on maybe not necessarily a 50-50 level, but I think um, maybe maybe 60-40. I think that that would probably help. So I don't know as far as rushing production. I don't know exactly what we'll be talking about with Journey Brown. I think similar stats to last year, and I think uh, we talked about this on last week with the over-unders. I still think uh, 1,000 yards in eight games, I think that's going to be a reach. I, I'm not looking at that kind of production, but I do think he's going to be one of the toughest running backs for a lot of defenders to really try and bring down. I think he's going to take a couple of guys for a ride sometimes, and he's going to make some guys look silly. Uh, so I think that Journey Brown, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be ever considered one of the best running backs that Penn State has had. Uh, certainly not when you're talking about guys with like Juan Barkley and Kajana Carter, but he is certainly um, Curtis Enos level. Maybe. I don't know if that's a fair comparison or not, but I feel like he's a very successful running back. I just don't know if he's a Doak Walker award-winning running back, but I think he's going to have a really good year running the ball for Penn State. 
Third question from Joe is actually something we answered on Monday's episode of the Locked On Big Ten podcast. So make sure you go check that out as well. Uh, he asks, who wins the Big Ten West? And I'm on record saying that I'm going with a pretty chalky answer. And I'm sorry for that, but that's just how I feel. I think Wisconsin is still the team to beat. Now, Minnesota is my second place team. Now, on the Locked On Big Ten podcast on Monday, uh, I'm on there every Monday, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, we broke down our predictions for the standings in the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. And I'll tell you what they were right now. We'll start with the West because that's what you asked about. And I'm on record saying Wisconsin. Now, uh, the Locked On Big Ten daily host, Ben Stevens, who is my co-host on Mondays, uh, he also had Wisconsin. So we're pretty much on the same level there with Wisconsin. We both had Minnesota at second place. We both had Iowa at third. Now, after that, we kind of mixed things around a little bit. I've got Purdue fourth, followed by Nebraska fifth, uh, and then Illinois sixth and Northwestern seventh. But four through seven, I think, are really close to each other. And I think they just beat up on each other a little bit. And that's just how I see the, the rubble sifting at the end of the day. And I think Nebraska having a, a tough start to the season is really going to help drag them down a little bit as far as those standings are concerned. But Wisconsin, I think, is just the most consistent program you have in that Big Ten West. Maybe Minnesota is going to take that next step this year. They did falter a little bit after they beat Penn State last year and really kind of lost grip of that Big Ten West race and obviously fell short against Wisconsin, who had a little bit of a revenge factor going for them. But I just feel like Wisconsin, even though they don't have Jonathan Taylor anymore running the football, you know that Wisconsin's going to be able to run the football. You know that that offensive line is going to be a problem for a lot of teams. And I think Wisconsin can really get a leg up in this Big Ten race if they can beat Michigan a couple weeks into the season. I know Minnesota plays Michigan too, but I actually think Michigan wins that game against Minnesota. So I think that actually helps Wisconsin as well. So if Michigan beats Minnesota, Wisconsin beats Michigan, that's going to help give Wisconsin an edge as the season progresses. And then also I think Wisconsin will find a way to beat Minnesota. So I think when it comes down to the end of the line, I think Wisconsin maybe wins that division in the final week of the season. Uh, but either way, I think uh, Wisconsin is going to be a very tough team to beat once again this year because I just I I know Paul Chris doesn't exactly uh, instill a whole lot of excitement and get you energized to run through a wall, but he's doing something right at Wisconsin. We can say that much. They haven't won a Big Ten championship with him as a head coach, but they have certainly been the model of consistency in that Big Ten West division, and they have set the bar high in that division. Is it high enough to take that next step and beat uh, whoever comes out of this Big Ten East? I don't think so, but I wouldn't say that they are going to be left running crying off the field. I think they're going to represent themselves pretty well, especially in that Big Ten West division. But yes, go back and listen to Monday's edition of the Locked on Big Ten podcast. Listen to it every day, actually, because they've got new episodes of that Locked on Big Ten podcast on Mondays through Fridays with a different co-host with Ben Stevens every day, giving you a glimpse and, and some perspective from throughout the Big Ten. Lots of good stuff right now. They're also doing some schedule analysis. I may actually be back on there later this week to talk about Penn State's schedule a little bit more. Final question from Joe, who asks, uh, biggest disappointment in college football so far? I guess the easy answer would be the Big 12. Uh, a couple, a few losses to the Sunbelt Conference in their first couple of weeks. Uh, Oklahoma State has not looked like the Big 12 contender that a lot of people were expecting them to. And Oklahoma just this past weekend blew a 35-14 lead to Kansas State at home. So obviously Oklahoma already taking a hit this year. Texas needed a miraculous comeback on the road against Texas Tech. And you know, maybe that Texas defense isn't quite up to snuff uh, that was 
really hoping to take that next step this year. Uh, so Texas is vulnerable. Uh, Oklahoma has taken a hit. Uh, one of those teams has to lose at least one more time this year because they're going to play each other. So uh, the Big 12, I think, is going to be the biggest disappointment. I, I think um, the the ability for some programs to be prepared for the season uh, has been a little bit lacking in some spots. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday on the podcast and we did it also on the locked on big 10 podcast. This is a weird year in college football. So even the top teams that are out there, you have to be very careful about how you're preparing for the season because outside of Clemson and and maybe even Miami and Alabama, uh, there are some programs that no matter what the expectations are, um, you got to be make sure you have to make sure that you are on the right page and fully prepared for the start of the season. Take a look at what happened to Navy in their opener against BYU and how they just got run over by the Cougars in Annapolis. Uh, I think that was a real eye opener for the kind of things we were going to see as the season started. So keep that in mind as we get closer to the start of the Big Ten schedule. Uh, even teams like Ohio State and Penn State. Take note of what's happening around the country with some of these programs that are out there that you expect more of. Uh, it's going to be tough getting started right away with conference play. Uh, things are not going to go very smoothly in most cases. So that's why it's really important for James Franklin and his coaching staff to make sure that his players know exactly what they're getting in for. And I, I think they'll be okay. I think the extra time now between now and the start of the ben, the Penn State and the Big Ten schedule is going to allow for a lot of those concerns to be put at ease and at least addressed as you're preparing your teams for the start of the season. So uh, obviously I think Ohio State and Penn State, programs like that, they're going to be better prepared and better equipped for what's about to happen. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when we see these teams finally take the field a little less than a month away at this point. That's all for me today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcasting app you're using so you never miss a single episode. Eventually, we will be going back to five days a week. I'm looking forward to that. And of course, this is going to be a fun time to get ready for the Penn State season. So hopefully you're going to join me along the way. So subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. And of course, reach out to us on our social media platforms by using the username LockedOnNittany on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and over on Instagram. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my college football content on AthlonSports.com. And don't forget to catch me on the Thursday edition of the Locked On College Football Podcast, available on the Locked On Podcast Network and wherever podcasts are heard. Uh, We'll also have one more episode for you this week on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast as we talk about the worst case scenario for Penn State. Brace yourselves. We're going to enter some dark territory, I'm telling you right now. Uh, Hopefully this doesn't happen, but we have to explore that possibility after going through the best case scenario today. Go on to know today. Make sure you have a great day and come back. We'll do this again very soon. Thank you once again for listening, and I'll talk to you guys all later.